If we don't change, we don't grow. If we don't grow, we aren't really living. Gail Sheehy. Welcome to the Smart Money Mama Show, where moms get real about money to help you find your financial confidence and live your best life. Now let's talk money, mamas. Hey there, mamas. I'm your host, Chelsea Brennan. And today we're talking about goals and handling that inevitability of life change. I love goals. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do too. You're someone who strives for more, who wants to make their tomorrows better than their yesterdays, full and thriving, right? Personally, I set goals all the time. Big 10-year goals that Jeremiah and I envision together, finding the path to get there, talking about what we think those milestones will get us, more peace, more joy, more to give. Then each year around my birthday, I take time to reflect and make personal promises for the next year, the habits I'll commit to, the specific things I'll achieve. My monthly and weekly goals are set in service to those promises to myself. But there's a hard part of goals that we don't talk about often enough, and it's especially hard for those of us who are planners, who make what we plan for ourselves vivid and exciting. That hard part? Things change all the time. We can't predict the future. Our lives change, who we are as people and what we want changes. If we're lucky and we do the introspective work, our understanding of ourselves changes, and the world throws us complete curveballs. I don't think any of us sat down to make New Year's resolutions that included COVID-19. If you did, clue us in next time. Seriously, so selfish. But how do we actually know when to let go of one goal and focus on another? When do we know if a goal we set just wasn't for us? Or if we're in the hard, messy middle and we have to power through? And what about when life forces us to shift focus? When we really, really don't want to and we have to grieve the delay to our longer-term vision for our lives? That's what we're talking about today, knowing when and how to pivot your goals. To do that, you have to know what's changed, and you have to process that in whatever way works for you. There have been many times in my life where what I wanted changed, and my life had to change with it. If you haven't heard about that journey, head back to episode 23 for the full vulnerable story. And don't worry, we're going to talk about that type of change. But first, I want to talk about when we haven't changed, but the world has just like what we're seeing with the COVID-19 crisis. Like I said earlier, none of us came into the year expecting this kind of turmoil. How could we have when no one in living history has seen something like this? I was talking to a friend just a few days ago who told me her 9 and 12-year-olds keep asking her what she did as a kid when this happened. They've asked their grandparents too. And my friend is having such a hard time expressing to her kids that mommy's never done this either. It's scary, and all we can do is give ourselves the space to process. Ask yourself, what has this crisis actually changed for me and my family? Are there things you're going to have to delay, a debt payoff plan, a special vacation? How does that feel? Over the last two months, I've heard from mamas in our community who are disappointed in having to push off debt payoff plans to build an emergency fund or to simply make ends meet while the world sorts itself out. They're sad and angry. Rightfully so. Many psychologists say we're all working through a type of grief right now. And I'll be honest, there are things we were excited to do at Smart Money Mamas in 2020 that we likely won't get to do. It's been hard. I doubt my family will be heading to the beach this summer for what was supposed to be our first vacation, just the four of us. But after we've sat in that place of disappointment for a little bit, we need to shift to processing and moving on. We need to ask ourselves, okay, mama, this isn't what I expected my life to look like right now, but what stayed the same? Are there actually opportunities here? 
I can't actually tell you how to do this type of processing. We all handle it a little bit differently. Personally, I'm a verbal processor. My closest friends know that in times of turmoil, I'm likely to call and say, I just need to talk something out and proceed to babble at them for half an hour. My best friend from high school has been known to put in headphones and just continue about his day while I talk at him for a bit. It surprises none of these people that I have a podcast. Some people process better with time for quiet meditation. Others journal. That works for me in certain instances too, but then I really want to talk about it. This is when we decide how we move forward in alignment with our values and our dreams. When the world changes, we might be forced to say, not now, but later to some of our goals. And while it feels like a loss, the changes might even strengthen our resolve, reminding us why we had these goals in the first place. And then they might let us see some more creative ways to get there. You may even find that an unexpected change that feels scary as hell actually is the kick in the butt you need to go after that nagging dream you kept hidden away. I've gotten such joy over the past two months hearing from mamas who have long dreamed of starting a side hustle or online business, but always said, maybe when my youngest starts school, or in a few years, that they're just doing it now, committing a few 15-minute intervals a day to making progress. A friend with a successful business who told me when I talked to her in January that she just didn't have time to record an online course and expand her revenue sources, even though her business coach was telling her to, planned, scripted, and recorded her first course. I did a little dance when she sent a picture of herself recording. The idea here, though, is to chart a new way forward, to choose to find the silver lining. You decide how you want to feel about these world changes. So do some future casting, which is the idea of vividly imagining where you would be in six months, a year, five years, if you keep doing what you're doing, using only what you know now. Do you like where you end up? Or should you change what you're doing today to create a better future? Maybe the changes in the world mean you'll get to your goals a little bit slower. Maybe you'll need to find new ways to be true to how you want to feel in the moment, but you'll get to where you want to go eventually. In doing that processing, though, you may be wondering, have my big long-term goals changed, or did it just feel like they have because the world is a mess? Which brings us to an important point, external expectations. Sometimes, like with COVID-19, the world changes and we have to change too at least somewhat, mandatory social distancing, a job layoff, a new baby, our path shifts, or at least it pauses for a minute. But other times, the changes in the world feel like they need to impact our path and shift our goals because of the expectations others place on us, because of what we feel like we're supposed to do. We're talking about family this month, so let's use the example of aging parents, especially because later this week, in the next episode of the podcast, we'll have Cameron Huddleston on discussing talking to your parents about money and care as they age. According to the National Alliance for Caregiving, 34.2 million Americans have provided unpaid care to an adult over the age of 50 in the past year. Over 75% of those caregivers were women, and women spend as much as 50% more time caregiving than the men. That is a lot of unpaid work, and almost certainly impacts those women's goals and future plans. We love our parents. We want them to be well cared for and happy. But why are daughters and daughters-in-law so much more likely than sons to give themselves up to caregiving responsibilities? When a family member needs help, You want to help. Yet when something happens, I want to just remind you that your goals don't have to change. It's okay to say, Mom, Dad, Aunt Millie, I can get you help and visit every week or multiple times a week, but I can't drop everything to care for you. 
It's okay to say to your brothers, sisters, or spouse that they need to do their fair share. It's okay to take a moment to future cast, to understand what you're giving up and the long-term impact of putting your hopes and dreams second to someone else, and decide whether you're really willing to make that sacrifice. It's not selfish. It's honest. It's protecting yourself from future regrets. It's putting on your own oxygen mask first. Overcoming external expectations is a lifelong process, but I wanted to pause and remind you that you don't have to set aside your goals for anyone else. Changes in someone else's life don't have to mean changes for you, unless you're truly all right with that shift in your journey, both today and over the long term. There's one more type of change we all have to process in life, though, that I really want to dive into. What about when the path we're on is no longer the right one? How do we know when to pivot? I have a bit of a problem with the pursue your passion and do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life narrative. Actually, no, I have a big problem with them. I get the sentiment. I really do. But it paints this picture that if something feels hard, uncomfortable, or not fun, that we're on the wrong path. It's the same narrative that convinces us we're supposed to be happy all the time, and if we're not, that we're doing something wrong, or better yet, that we need to buy something, change something. It attracts us to shiny objects and makes us believe the grass is always greener on the other side. Yet, the messy middle is a real thing, and it's where the magic happens. So how do we not run from it? How do we know when to power through and when to let go? Well, we have to know and be honest with ourselves about where we are today and about where things are headed. And that's way, way easier to say than it is to do. In the year leading up to me leaving my job, Jeremiah and I talked a lot about why I found my career so unsatisfying. Would things be different at a different firm, after another promotion, in a different type of position at the company, or in the same industry? I mapped out what my days would look like in those places. I watched those senior to me, and I tried to put myself in their shoes. And when I sat quietly, future casting that life, I didn't want it. It wasn't about where I was in the moment, something that I had to push through to get to something better. It was the whole journey. There are two hard parts of using that knowledge to change your goals, though. One, knowing that a goal isn't worth achieving doesn't make it easy to abandon. When you put years of work into something, you're attached. Giving it up is hard, and you need to fiercely trust yourself that things can be better. Plus, you're not the only player. If you're going to make a big shift, you've got to decide how to do that with your partner and your kids. Two, that thought that comes up and makes you think it's time to pivot, the this isn't working, maybe I need to do something else thought, it happens even when you're on the right path. It's what makes us jump ship even when we shouldn't. Listen, really, I thought that feeling would disappear when I started to listen to my heart and go after my passions. It didn't. There are days, weeks even, when things feel miserable, when the last thing I want to do is sit at my computer and go live on Facebook or write another blog post for Smart Money Mamas. And in those moments, I get the same creeping thought that I used to. This isn't working. Maybe I need to do something else. I'm not alone in this. It's just how our brains process stress. Rosemary Groner, in episode four of this podcast, shared a similar story. Her worst days of the busy budgeter feel as bad as her worst days as a state trooper, when they would lose an officer or see a terrible case. They weren't the same thing. Not at all. Not even in the same ballpark. But in the moment, they feel the same. So how do we tell the difference? I hate to tell you, it's not all that straightforward. 
you may just need to take a few days and see how you feel, because none of us need to attempt to re-script our entire lives over one bad day. That would be kind of crazy. But if that nagging feeling persists, it might be a sign to dig a little deeper. Then you can ask the same future casting questions that let me know that investing wasn't the right path for me. You'll take a step back, look at the journey as a whole, and try to have some perspective. When I'm really feeling that messy middle with Smart Money Mamas and I take a step back, I can see that while aspects of the work are hard or less than fun, that I believe wholeheartedly in what we're doing. It's fulfilling. And it's clear that where I am today, in the middle, will get me to even more incredible places in the future. The days when we hear about money wins from moms are worth every moment of the struggle. The next stages are exciting and I want to stick it out to get there. It's a matter of not just saying, well, it won't be like this forever, it'll get better. It's seeing how it will get better and knowing you're doing the work to get there. Mamas, what you wanted at 20 probably isn't what you want today. What you will want at 60 probably won't be what you want now. That's life. As human beings, we grow and it's a beautiful thing. All we can do at each stage is to listen to our inner voices, ask the scary questions, and be willing to dig in and make it through the messy middle when it's worth it. Or pivot, wishing well an old path that no longer serves us, and finding one that does. It's not easy work. What we talked about today, changing your life goals, it's emotional. It's freaking hard. And we didn't even talk about how to budget for or financially handle these changes. We just talked about knowing when we need to make them. But we do the work because we deserve lives of joy and purpose. Our kids deserve moms who are brave, fulfilled, and true to themselves. Because while we can't predict the future, we can make the best decisions possible in the moment. You can change your path. You've got this. Mamas, thank you so much for joining me today on the Smart Money Mama Show. If you enjoyed this episode, I would truly appreciate you taking a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. I love hearing what you think. As a reminder, you can view the full show notes of this episode at smartmoneymamas.com forward slash 33. Keep talking money, mama. I'll see you next time.